When the vampire church calls, you'll always be surprised. Welcome to Ixalan. Hello, I am one of them. <laughs> <laughs> See, <laughs> Oh my God. What was that? <laughs> Ooh, I was not expecting that. <laughs> Can I in- interest you in a pamphlet about a matchich? Oh, yeah. Boner is apparently half Spanish, half Borat. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I attribute that to the fangs. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, we, when, when I talk with the fangs, it's very difficult to do the accents. <laughs> no, you, you need to stop. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do this. Like that. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Whoosh. <laughs> anyway. We have some sort of episode of Commander to record. Yes. Should I pull a you, Sean? Go for it. He's Shivam Butt. He's Sean Watson. And as always, he is Phil DeLuca. And we are the Borg. I mean, Commander. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We put a spotlight on community issues that you want to hear about, but never, ever do we talk about three banned topics, (laughs) religion, politics, and Hearthstone. (laughs) We were not just on an extended discussion about religion. Didn't happen. Uh, And it's not like we talk about politics every other 10 minutes no no (laughs) we do have a wonderful show lined up for you and if you want to support us go to wherever it is you get your podcasts and give us a five-star rating up there go over to youtube comment rate and subscribe as my daughter loves to say (laughs) and if you watch the entire episode because this one will probably have an episode it's really cool just like the last one did because there's one up there now isn't there guys I'm excited. You can do that. Yeah. And so set it on like 1.25 play speed and just play it as fast as you can still hear us and make sense of it. We have all sorts of pictures up there whenever we start talking about cards or other things. Like there might be a few surprise Axe Cop images in the last video. <laughs> if you really want to support us. <laughs> yeah, we, I put a, oh, I called it, um, uh, I forget now. Yeah, Axe Cop. It's wonderful. So. Listeners, we mention it every episode that we have a Patreon, and we are, frankly, entirely listener-supported. We do not have any fancy sponsors. We don't even have a set I mentioned (laughs) a couple of times, and it's for real. I actually record in my closet, (laughs) because the audio quality is pretty good in here. You don't need to be in the closet anymore. Uh, Okay, I'll come out of the closet when we have a decent set to record on, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, being outside the closet <laughs> means you get all sorts yeah. of weird echoes. Refrigerator noises. noises. The oh, dog coming to word. say hello. So, 
cats clawing at the, uh, <laughs> the fluffy thing on your mic. And you'll notice that we don't have any of our live faces or anything like that because we just don't have all of the video equipment and the necessary stuff we need. We also That's don't part have faces. That's part of it. We're actually just mouth holes talking. In, no, <laughs> never mind. So, uh, listeners, try not to think about that. That's really disturbing. So what we're trying to say is we need your support. And if every listener could just go to our patreon.com slash commander and MTG page and donate a buck a show, it would help us tremendously. We're at the point where we can't even ship things out to each other or to uh, our listeners who win things regularly because we're just putting all of our money into editing and we don't have very much room. We haven't done a giveaway in a long time. And so we want to do these things and we want to reward you. So please, listeners, for just a buck a show, for about a third of the cost of a fancy cup of coffee, you can help us improve the show and start doing things like contest giveaways again. Please head on up to patreon.com slash commander and MTG and show us a little bit of support. If you want, you should, and you should do this. You're not crazy like... Andy Bentelay and the, the $10 patrons, you put a cap on it so you don't donate more than you're comfortable with per month in case we go crazy and release like eight, eight shows in a month, which we have never done. And so you can place a cap and spend less than $5 a month on us. We'd really appreciate it. And even more than that, it's just the magic content has gotten so good lately, but all of us are putting everything we have into keeping these things alive. The show will always be free and always be available, but we can only do it if That's our right. listeners help us out. And so we want to deliver more video content for you, work on some more special projects, and we just can't do it right now. So please head on up to patreon.com slash commander and MTG and give us a buck a show. We'd really appreciate it. And if you are already donating as a patron, please tell all your friends about the show. Tell all your friends that you're donating and that they should too and that they'll feel better about themselves if they do. (laughs) Feel better about them. (laughs) Tell them there's a poor Englishman. Please, sir, can I have some more? (laughs) Yes. We actually do not feed Sean because we don't have the budget for it. Unbelievably, <laughs> to look at my photos. You should send me a current photo and we'll put it into the video right there. Well, I'm losing weight at the moment, so um, I'd rather not. But <laughs> give me a, about another six months when I've shifted 40 pounds and I'll. Um, all right. I'll be well, all you should over still that. do it. <laughs> anyway, speaking of things yeah. that we. <laughs> Speaking of things that we like to ship. (laughs) Episodes. And we have this amazing episode we've done. And we did Malfagor last week as part of the run-up to Halloween. Spooky Halloween. Yeah. Maybe we have some spooky Halloween-themed music there. And if we don't, it's because we couldn't afford it, listeners. No. So... We do the mash. (laughs) That's great. This week we have vampires. Sean has built... A vampire tribal deck. Yes. I'm so proud of you, Sean. Finally, (laughs) finally, after 114 episodes, breaking out of your comfort zone, actually building a real deck. Well, I did the Eldrazi tribal deck. That had 17 Eldrazis in it. God, that must have pained you so much. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good deck, actually. And I did find room. Listeners will be happy to note for four more dinosaurs in my Gishoth deck, bringing the total up to... 20 yes. dinosaurs. 
I need more dinosaurs. Oh, we could do vampires versus dinosaurs versus soldiers. Oh, yes, we, we do. We need to play that game. I'm, I'm fairly confident <laughs> I'm going to win that game. <laughs> you know what? People ask me about my soldier deck all the time. I love it. It's my favorite deck. I've spent a lot of money blinging it out. It is also an absolutely terrible deck and loses basically, let's say, 70% of the games I play. I don't care, though, because I love that deck so much. But boy, yeah, howdy, is it not if, a good if deck. If you play in a four-player pod and it, you win 25% of the games you play, you're actually yeah. on average a very good player. You're doing exactly average. So losing 70% means it's an excellent deck. Yeah, Don't because believe that's a- the lies, <laughs> listeners. He's bamboozling you with maths. <laughs> yeah, he has you know, a 30% never win it that rate. Way. It's just like baseball. Yes, yeah, just like well, baseball. That's why the Orioles are good this season, because we win 25% <laughs> of our game. <laughs> oh, we suck. Anyway, we're talking about sports yeah, now. Not, not yet, but it should here, be. Right? But that does mean we should probably move on to news so that we can get to our main topic even faster. Indeed. And so for news, we have... Uh, the, hey, so, guys, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. We have some playmats, <laughs> and they're for sale right Shut now the front door. i know unbelievable and if you order right now you'll get a free dead eye navigator lucky folks will get a foil version of that or you could even get a god pharaoh's gift another and we have foil versions of that too so head on up to what is it commander at mtg.com slash our products i think and uh buy now indeed some of those cards have been signed by me or yeah. phil or me and phil not yeah, Shivam was this. This is both pre <laughs> Shivam joining the podcast. You'll notice I stay conspicuously <laughs> silent during all of these segments. Yes. Once he's done fifty episodes, yes. then he gets to sign the cards. <laughs> yeah. Now, Sean, this being an episode that you are spearheading, of course, we have a uh, minor topic. What is that minor topic? Uh, it's my original favorite: the watch list. We've not done a watch list sound effects anymore either. It's just a fat Englishman making sounds with his mouth. Yeah, I sent Sean two coconut halves over Christmas so that he can make all the horse noises. Cloppity cloppity clop. It's just a puppet, right? Um. We've not done a watch list in a little while. In fact, we have not done a watch list since we what? were in GP Vegas. That's June. I know. Has it really been that long? Wow. Yeah. So um, as it was me picking the card for the watch list this week, I thought I'd... Uh, oh, sorry, I should explain for new listeners. The watch list is when we take a card that the community commonly believe is to be broken well. or ban-worthy. <laughs> and then we discuss that card particularly card that becomes uh, the focus of control or removal in a game and the game stops being about killing your opponent who can deal with this card in one way or another fastest <laughs> this week's watch list card is for the green players guys <laughs> <so> cradle <laughs> you you are so biased i'm not like this the is greenest only the card, in green card we've had on here um, and it's not technically just a green card, but you know what it is. <laughs> um, 
One of you read Gaia's Cradle for me. I'm going to say Shivam. Gaia's Cradle, one of the lands that I covet the most. Legendary land from Urza's Saga. It says tap, add one green mana to your mana pool for each creature you control. New listeners might be familiar with this card as a growing right of Itlamok from Ixalan. If you flip it over to the backside, you see a close facsimile of the greatest cradle of all time. <laughs> but slightly better, actually, because you can tap it for green mana. Tap it for, oh, colors, for colors, yeah. Whatever it is. Uh, yeah, I believe that uh, the Itlamok's cradle or whatever they call it. It taps for one colorless or one green for Either way, each uh, creature you control. Better than Gaia's Cradle. Mm. Probably not mm. as valuable as Gaia's Cradle. So for one thing, why you do get people them. complain about the Cradle <laughs> oh, tap, boys? You tap for green, by the way. It's oh, even is better. It? Well, I didn't why, know that. That concludes our conversation. <laughs> 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 so why do people complain about this effect, whether it's on Gaia's Cradle or that Ixalan card? I don't know. I don't complain about it. Uh, yeah, I'm like sitting there <laughs> like, I don't know so why much you complain. I, I, I mean, I've card. seen people copy this, but I haven't seen the struggle that this, you know, that other, other cards engender, like Consecrated Sphinx, right? Like, Consecrated Sphinx is just yeah, like, busted. <laughs> this, this is, is better than Consex, though. I've definitely seen Guy's Cradle oh, yeah. brick as hell, though. Like, you've seen people put Cradle out, and then, whoops, like, your creatures just got wiped. Now you have a land that literally does nothing. It's like, maybe if you put, like, a Utopia Sprawl on it or something, you can tap it for mana. But otherwise, if you don't have any creatures, and in our format where you have board wipes every other turn, it's not quite as good as you want it to be. It's just cool because it's cool. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, I haven't pulled this yet from Rith because when it pays off, you can usually get six or seven mana out of it before somebody destroys it. Win. Well, I get the win from Rith for other reasons, right? Mostly because I'm a really, really good player. <laughs> <laughs> but this this card, I, it's been dead so many times in Rith. And then it, it's really easy to lose track of because like, you think you, you have it. As uh, even just a source of green mana, and Gaia's Cradle does not provide that green mana. Now the the Cradle of Itlamok or whatever it is 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 better in that sense because you can tap it for green. Itlamok Cradle of the Sun. That's it. But but these are no better than a basic forest. Sometimes, like oh my day. So listeners, you're hearing two green players. Oh, no complain about not having easy access to creatures and saying well you know how often do i actually have a creature that's like a blue player saying oh i've never yeah, got but the cards times this hand. is dead it's crippling like oh yeah dude you like hate life when you're staring at the uh like, i've played an elf deck like yeah. a, a reese the redeemed deck with with Cradle in it once. And, you know, like, it was great when I'm sitting there spamming out all my tokens and I've got all my elves and it's a ton and ton of awesome, awesome. One Pyroclasm later and, like, you know, this is one of my only lands in play and I'm just yeah. weeping. You, you, can't cast Rith, you can't cast your commander because there's no creature out. You can't use it. So Nick Jaragulski, friend of the show and Gruul Ambassador, has beaten me with a Cradle so many times. This and a... Manor Echoes? You're pretty much. Oh. Uh, what's the thing that you untap lands when a creature comes in? 
Oh, it's just, it's yeah, just playing remember. with that card. What oh, the? This in the sword simic no simic decks where you're generating uh loads of things that can untap a land it just creates an obscene amount it's of great land. with um Mana. kiora's follower or arbor elf no arbor elf was only a yeah. uh, forest right basic land but yeah like kiora's follower untapped target uh permanent fate stitcher oh yeah yeah um, those, those blue cards really <laughs> do make this things. this land uh abusable <laughs> See how he didn't well, say green card. Well, Fate Stitcher isn't, isn't green. See how he changed himself. You well, could hear we don't the talk pause. about green cards on this podcast. You know, it's, uh, but Fate Stitcher no is blue, and Cura's okay, follower it's... can only do that because it's blue, and it's restricted to it being a land because it's green, sure. So the blue equivalent of this card, Teleria, is Telerian banned. Academy. Hard banned in like every... Telerian Academy, sorry, is banned... Yeah, Teleria just removed Banning. Academy is not banned in every format. But tell me a format that Telerian Academy is uh, not well, banned in. moment. Vinti? No, and it's banned Formats in. it's not legal in count as it being banned in. It's, it's restricted in Vintage, if, so basically you, you play can play in Vintage or like deck. Highlander. It's, yeah. So there, you go. there is not a format you can put four copies yeah. of Telerian Academy in. Oh my God. I can't, I can't even imagine how absurd four copies of Telerian Academy would be. But there's another card that does stone nothing if you don't have Yeah, but it's so much easier to, out. actually, it's so much easier to get artifacts out than it is to get creatures. Hey, play Ornithopters and you can have both artifacts yeah, and exactly. creatures. This card has a, Dollar value of like two hundred and fifty. Yeah, it's used in a lot of elf decks. No, oh, I forgot <laughs> it in elf decks. Yeah, I mean, I <sighs> even I mean, when, it, when, just it, when that, you're right? already winning the game with a whole ton of creatures, this will help you win the game. But if you are losing the game, this does nothing to help you recover it. Absolutely nothing. And I've definitely been in situations where I've had all that mana and nothing to spend it on, like because, you know. By the time I've got 12 creatures in play or whatever in EDH, I've got so many lands already that the extra mana boost doesn't really help you. I would suggest the scarcity of this card has helped keep it off the ban list. Yeah, the fact that it costs a gillion dollars and is hard to find probably does. And, you know... But, like, nobody's complaining about Sarah's Sanctum. That one's not banned. No, but there are no zero drop or one drop uh, decent, <laughs> sorry. I was going to say. Enchantments. There are no zero drop enchantments. I don't think I there are any of. zero drop enchantments. That's a neat no, idea. No, that's a horrible idea. That will be... No, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> I can think of... Yeah, they need to be awful. They're yeah. just like an enchantment does nothing. This is an enchantment. <laughs> so Sarah's Sanctum is not as abusable as Gaia's Cradle. Gaia's Cradle is abusable, but it, it really is only abusable if you're already winning. If I have my army of tw- 20 elves out or 20 whatever's out, you're in a lot of trouble anyway, right? And and uh, all this does is help you win more, assuming that you have cards in hand or other mana sinks to put it into. This is, uh, I mean, I agree that it's it's watch listable, and when you're dealing, when you're, yeah, when you're in a meta where this is prevalent, or or, which would be pretty amazing actually, or where it exists at all, you probably want to pack an extra strip mine 
or a stone rain or something like that to get rid of it. I'm trying to imagine the table that has like, all right, guys, pull out all your Gaia cradles. I've been on a table where two have been out. (laughs) That's pretty insane. I mean, that was a GP Vegas, actually. People had some baller cards at GP Vegas. Okay, quick pop quiz before we move away from the cradle. So we've mentioned Tolarian Academy. We've mentioned Sarah's Sanctum. We've mentioned Gaia's Cradle. Can you name the other two lands that completed that cycle of five legendary lands? The very first (laughs) five legendary lands. No, they weren't actually the first. The first were in Legend. Urborg, Tolaria. Cycle. uh, Cycle. In Legends? Yeah. No, they weren't. There was there were six of them in Legends. Urborg, Tolaria, Pendlehaven. Well, I'm I'm quoting Mark Rosewood, so Well, Rosewater's wrong here. This was a design cycle specifically put in Rosewater. If you want to to move the goalposts, that's fine. Yeah, but the other two (laughs) That's like saying the five mana cards in Alpha and Beta. Sarah Angel, Sanger Vampire, Air Elemental, Fire Elemental, and Designed specifically as a cycle, this was the first cycle of Legendary Lands. I'm quoting Mark Rosewater. I'm gonna, I mean, yeah. you know, without no, no. wanting to sound all religious, I'm, I'm now that you've to a added power. the word "designed" to it. Sure, this is the first designed cycle of of Legendary Lands. A cycle by its mm. nature has to be designed. Otherwise, I can pick any five the random thing is, though, creatures. Like the red and black one were just so garbage that the the black one's board? amazing. What are you talking about? What Phyrexian Tower? Phyrexian Tower. Sensationally I guess, good it, I guess in, in EDH, oh, that's right, because Herborg wasn't that. For those every... who don't know, lets you sack a land and get two blacks. Which it actually, okay, that's it actually pretty good. It doesn't let you sack a land no, and get two blacks. It's black, tap for a black, or tap, sacrifice a creature, add two black to your pool. That is absolutely Actually, tap for brilliant. a colorless, but yeah. What is it with you? tap for a colorless. Yeah, I'm looking right at it. I've got one. What's it? Okay, yeah, tap it's for a still an amazing card. Creature. Actually, yeah, now that I think about it, in EDH, being able to sacrifice yeah. for free and get mana it's really good. is actually pretty incredible. <laughs> <laughs> she even gorges the other one, but she's no one plays that. pretty bad. Yeah. yeah, that's a two and a red tap to do one damage to each opponent. It's cute, but I could not imagine this yeah, I mean, is the best thing you could possibly If you, you need to get damage on an opponent, slot. like in a Riot's deck... Sure. Like, Woot. there's got to be a hundred different ways you could do that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, go on. But yeah. Something, something, uh, moving the goalpost legendary land cycle. <laughs> I was just saying, can you name the other I two? Can't. <laughs> Phil, when you can name me more than one sport, I'll allow you to use the phrase moving the goalpost. Hearthstone. And... <laughs> If you could name which sport moves goalposts. And <laughs> um, Speedball 2? Oh, no, they were fixed. All right. So <laughs> this is, if if this is prevalent in your meta, you get some land destruction. You can do some targeted land destruction. It'll be enjoyable for everybody. And in the meantime, hope that you were one of the people who got in early because right now Gaia's Cradle is about 300 US dollars. Yeah, sorry, I went off pounds, yeah. which is about two fifty, which would be yeah. about three hundred US dollars. Mm. So there it is. Sexy. There it is. Not as abusable as you might think, but still abusable. Got that in for Sean. Worse <laughs> than these two chumps are saying. So our main topic, which we should now try to constrict a little bit, constrain a little bit. 
our main topic, Sean, this is your, this is, this is you. This is Orzov, Orzov Control in the latest set. Mm. And it's Orzov Vampires. Vampires. Got to say, testing my, going well outside my comfort zone and bring <laughs> Orzov tech. Yeah, gosh, it has man, been I never a saw year and a half since you brewed a new Orzo, Orzov deck. Why don't you need to brew right. a new one when I've got? And that was that was the last <laughs> one brewed, right? Uh, yeah, I always tinker with that. It's that and Lazav, I'm always just take something yeah. out, slip something in. You know what I mean? So, Goes so like that. why Vona? This is different, though. This is tribal. No, Sorry, that's it. That's carry it. on. You answered it. Vampire oh. Tribal. So this is definitely is outside my wheelhouse. Vona, Butcher and McGann. We should read Vona, really, so people oh, know man, who the commander is. She's gorgeous. She. He. Vona is Vona's a girl. A he. Uh, according to the story, it's a she. Oh, is it? Oh, that art <laughs> is very ambiguous. I presumed. I mean, it's dead. It kind of doesn't. <laughs> She's yeah. dead then. Okay, so Vona, Butcher of McGann, three, a white and a black. For a 4 4 legendary creature, mm. Vampire Knight has That's vigilance and lifelink. Both, both relevant. Uh, tap, pay seven life. Destroy target non land permanent. Activate this ability <laughs> only during your turn. <laughs> For 400 years, I have led armies to conquest. Hate <laughs> lands, nothing. Can can stand against me. Bagan oh is it's is so, in Kazakhstan. <laughs> You're from Madrid and Turkmenistan. <laughs> <laughs> this is Torazon. Okay, despite having Spanish heritage, I cannot do a Spanish accent. <laughs> no, sir, I cannot you do a Spanish accent no, we've proven at that. all. Apologies, everyone. <laughs> so when we had Sam Stoddard yeah. on the show last, he uh, briefly, with my support, lamented that one of the downsides of having uh, the really cool multicolored, sort of, you know, three plus colored commanders in the commander sets was it means brewing legendary creatures that are going to make it as commanders in regular block sets is really tricky. And why not just run Edgar Markov? Well, I am a big believer in restrictions, making the decks better, making you a better brewer, making you your skills, focusing yeah. on your strategy more. Now, Edgar's great. Just to drop red in, fine. But I don't know. I find you find... I've been a big fan. If you look at the decks I brew, generally I, I my successful ones are two-color decks. Also, and Demir being my favorites. And I just find it sharpens the mind saying, no, I can't do that. It's easy to just to pack a bunch of haste enablers in for the sake of it. And then it makes you look at what the commander can actually do. Rather than saying, well, the commander just facilitates my deck. You go, well, let's use my commander. So the pay seven life, destroy target on land permanent, activate this ability during your turn, means I can run less 
spot mm-hmm. removal in my deck. You know, I'm not running a lot of the traditional Orzovi uh, removal things like swords to plowshares and stuff. Now I know that they exile blah 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 before people say it, but I just feel you don't need it as much in this deck. Also, it made me look at vampires mm. that gain me life. Focused me down a lifelink hole, which was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Your opinion on the whole um, Commander 17 commanders make other commanders not played? Any opinion, chaps? You know, the thing is, though, I think I think that's true to an extent because those guys, especially with the the eminence abilities or whatever that power is called, just so eminence good. Is correct, yeah. But for me, though, I've been looking at these commanders a lot, and my personal preference: I want to build Nazan. I want to build the side characters because I think that there's just more interesting decks there. Like, yeah, Edgar Markov, but Edgar Markov doesn't seem. I mean, <laughs> the only reason I would play Edgar Markov, frankly, is because of the colors. Oh. Just to be able to play the cool Innistrad and cool Ixalan vampires. But, like, he's boring. I think Vona is way more interesting. I love the lifelink ability. I love this being able to just, especially in our format with 40 life, paying seven to destroy something is powerful. That's huge. Yeah, how many times if you said to someone, if you pay seven life right now, I'll let you destroy that um, grave pact. <laughs> yeah, I'll pay that seven it says, life. <laughs> it says non-land permanent, not just like creature. So it means you can get rid of all those frigging uh, enchantments that would otherwise be just, you know, stifling you. Or the random artifact that is just pumping out things that you can't deal with right this very second. It's such an incredible power. This card is so well, cool. What I like most, <laughs> I think Sam mentioned this on our episode. He, he, he said, "Yeah, you get to attack with it, and then with the four life that you just gained, you can basically discount that from the seven life that you paid to tap and destroy something." Absolutely. I didn't even yeah. think about that until he mentioned it, and then I was like, "Oh yeah. my god, this yeah. is amazing!" I mean, Vona's Vona's pretty cool. Now, why would you? So you would choose Vona. Over Edgar Markov for Vampire Tribal? You know, I would... I mean, Edgar's really, really good. Edgar's really Really, good. really good. But it's also kind of... But yep. it also feels kind of like you're putting a target on yourself. And also, Edgar's deck kind of builds itself. You know, like, you slot in your favorite vampires from everywhere and you're just kind of done. Vona kind of directs you into a theme. Vona kind of feels like... You're like like uh, Sean was saying. Restrictions Pum. are yeah. forcing you into limitations, and the lifelink theme and all that gives you a direction. Edgar is just kind of like whatever vampires you feel like playing. I'm going to make them amazing. So go ahead. Yeah, you don't have to build Vona as no. vampire tribe. Even none of no, her you abilities could, key off vampire. Like frankly, I, when I was thinking about uh, designing a Vona deck, I was even thinking of Ajani with all of the Ajani life gain stuff. Because with like Ajani and Ajani's pride mates and stuff like that, getting all these bonuses, all all this life that you're gaining, Vona is super like synergistic with all of these life yeah. gain things that you wouldn't otherwise expect. Like that enchantment yeah, so that gives you. It has a lot angels. in common with a lot of other life gain decks. I kind of see it as 
uh, almost a, a service, right? Like some listeners may have just started playing Commander and don't have an Ailey or didn't buy the Edgar Markov deck, which is kind of unfortunate because now that one is shooting through the roof. And 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 so Vona, like if you're going to have Vona, if you, you probably have access to Vona. And if you do, you might as well know how to build a really good deck. And that's where, you know, Sean comes in. Sean is a master at Orzov deck building as well as Demir deck building. And God help us when he finally moves uh, uh, moves into uh, Esper. Uh. Seriously. <laughs> I've been into Esper before, and I find yeah. it's too artifact-focused. Yeah. And then you just build Brea, which brings us back <laughs> to the problem we were and discussing. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you actually built this deck? So it's the first actual tribal deck I've built. As I say, I've built Eldrazi Tribal before, but that was really a control deck. This is proper tribal. So I looked at what vampires were available to me, and particularly ones with, as you do with tribal decks, I guess, stuff that um, boosts your team. But also I was looking for the plethora of cheapo vampires with lifelink. So the lifelinky ones... Two really good ones right out the gate. Uh, Vampire Nighthawk, which is just one of the it best really cards is. ever printed. One of my favorite cards of all time. And a, another card from Aether Revolt, which is very similar to Vampire Nighthawk. In fact, it's almost identical, is Gifted oh, Aetherborn, yeah. which is a vampire. Yeah. So they're both, one's got flying death touch and lifelink and the other one's got death touch and lifelink. So you get them down and you just say, okay, you can attack into me if you want, but you're going to give me some life and lose a creature. Both yeah, excellent like, cards. When I came back to Magic with Duels of the Planeswalkers, I didn't know any of the names, but my wife and I used to sit and play co-op all the time. And our favorite creature was 2-3 flying <laughs> death touch lifelink because it had all the keywords and it won. And for years, I had no idea what this guy's name was. But you just say Flying Death Touch Lifelink and everybody yeah. knows because it's the best card ever. But if, if that was four mana, you'd still contemplate it, wouldn't you? The fact that it's Probably. one and two black is so but good. But the fact that it's one dark ritual away is just so good. Not Lifelink or Death Touch, but a creature I really liked from Ixalan was the Blood Crazed oh, yeah. Paladin, which is a 1-1 one, one for one and a black for a vampire knight with flash. Um, he enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it for each creature yeah. that died this turn. That could yeah. be a really good card. Someone resolves a Wrath of God. Okay. Thank Meet you. It's funny. I, I opened one of these in a uh, pack of Ixalan on Monday night. We're recording on Wednesday night, listeners. And I almost took a photo of it and sent it to you and said, you're using this guy, right? Because... Oh, it's hilarious. It's hilarious because you can even trigger it with your own board wipes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's great. This yeah. card's great. So, yeah, any cheapy little vampire that, that gains me life, has lifelink on it, I chucked in the deck just as a body to sit there and go, well, even if I block... I'll be okay because the, the overall strategy of the deck is it's an attritional deck like a lot of Orzov decks are. You're going to grind your opponents out and try and be at least in the last two. So, you know, just you and one opponent left. And in that situation, 
if you've played your cards correctly or a little bit of luck, you should be able to win the hmm. game. Now, there are a bunch of attritional vampires, absolute bunch of them, and they're all really cheap gumball-wise right. to buy. So, What do you mean got, by attritional? Uh, sorry, attritional means it's going to be take a life off your opponent, give a life to you. Just little drip, 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 life taking away. Good old Orzhov grinding. Yeah, so it's an attritional war. It's like a siege mentality. I'm going to set up and you're going to slowly have your life ticked away. You might think, ah, I've lost two (laughs) life this turn in his upkeep or her upkeep. But after a few rounds of the table, that starts to add up quite quickly. So things like Drana's Emissary. Uh, flying at the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent loses one life, you gain one life. So 2-2 two, two Vampire. Blood Artist, whenever another creature dies, target player loses one life and you gain one life. And you can win yeah, you the can. game with a Blood Artist if you play it well. Tithe Drinker, back from Return to Ravnica, oh, which is lifelink and that's extort a clever one. on a Vampire. Yeah, and Extort's really good ability. Oh, I love Extort. I actually put Blind Obedience in this deck just because of the extort ability on a, a cheapo <laughs> enchantment that shuts down your opponent. I mean, what's not to love? But yeah, Blind O is wonderful. Blind Obedience is... Oh. oh, Blind Obedience is such a good card. It might be... I can't think of many white decks yeah, I don't if you just can put play it, it If you're playing white, you play Blind Obedience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of that ability, which is... Should probably read Blind Obedience, shouldn't we? For some not artifacts and creatures your does. opponent's control uh, into so the battlefield an... tapped. <laughs> and it has extort, which is pay a white All or a for black. one and a white. So mean on top of that whole pile. Yeah. Of there's quite a few cards that do that ability. I would argue that Blind Obedience is the best of them because of the yeah. There was the one in Kaladesh. What is it? Authority Council. Yeah. Uh, authority of the Council. Which is also very good, but that just gains yeah. you life. It doesn't hurt your opponent. Just. <laughs> um, there's the Falcon Rough Noble, which is just a more expensive, more powerful version of the Blood Artist. And then another super cool one from Ixalan Sanctum Seeker. Hmm. <gasps> two and two black. Vampire oh. Knight for three, four. Whenever a creature you control attacks. A vampire, sorry. Whenever a vampire you control attacks. Each opponent loses oh. one life and you gain one life. That's for each attacking vampire. <laughs> I didn't see. Ah, oh, that's good. This was the first card I thought of when I was thinking about building Vona. Just because it's so <laughs> stupid. It is so it's stupid. great. Yeah, I, I, I fully agree with you, Shivam. This is stupid. This this is, you, you, you <laughs> drop this guy and the first turn he acts like an enchantment with all of that ability and then he's a three four or or she it is a yes. three four. Oh, and you're gonna have a few vampires i think there are 34 creatures in the deck and i believe 29 do you of have them are vampires. the uh sm- the markov scion that generates vampire tokens i do not i put in some sorin's yeah, yeah well, that's what I meant, Sorin. Yeah, you have Sorin. Yeah, I have all four Sorins in the deck because you can have them all in play now. They changed the legendary rule and Planeswalkers. 
So I'm running all four sirens, even the really mean oh one that just. My. Uh, I was going to swear then that really annoys. Yeah, that's one a really good one though. Yeah, so we'll go over the sirens in a bit. But yes, yeah, so there's a bunch of cheapo vampires like that. The most expensive to cast out of all of them is four mana, but most of them are two or three. Yeah, Sean. So good. <laughs> God, I'm just thinking of Sanctum Seeker with the Sword of Myriad uh, from yeah, 15 or whatever. Oh, just yeah. being able to make clones of this guy attacking. Oh, oh so dumb. The, um, yep. Blade of Selves. Yeah, I've not so, got that. Blade so of Selves silly. isn't a bad option, you know. No, that's pretty good. Hmm. So I chucked in just a few really just strong vampires as well. Now, the best vampire in the deck that isn't Vona, in my opinion, is definitely Anawan the Ruined Sage. <laughs> I hate this Sage. card so much. <laughs> That's the response you're looking for from your opponents. He, oh, well, she even, or Phil, would one of you like to read him? Just Are you so going to make me chuckle. read him because I hate him? Anawan? Go on, Phil. Anawan the Ruined Sage, three in black, black. So five converted mana cost for a four, three... Legendary creature, vampire, shaman. I, you know, I never made it past vampire. It's just shaman. Who cares? Yeah, he goes into yeah. shaman tribal. Yeah, he does. If that's what you, uh, if that's At what the beginning into. of your upkeep, each player sacrifices a non-vampire creature. <laughs> yeah. Now, you tend to have a few non-vampire creatures in this deck. Yeah, but only a few. I mean... Most of, I mean, with 33, ow, with 33 creatures being uh, vampires. So he's a, a, a one-sided abyss. Because he doesn't affect you, I suppose abyss doesn't affect you either. But he's half a Sheldred, and Sheldred is one of the best black yeah. cards ever printed. And he's cheaper than Sheldred. Okay, you don't get a creature back in your upkeep, but he just doesn't affect you because... Nearly Only your, your creatures of Ghast, Disciple of Bolas, and Bloodgift Demon are not. Oh, oh, and Burnished Heart. And Burnished <laughs> Elk. Hearts yeah, which, which is not going to be on the battlefield Gosh. long anyway. <laughs> no, it's just a ramp card in the deck. Anawan's great. I don't even know if he's expensive or not. I imagine he's. Well, it just got reprinted, so I don't think it's going to be that bad. But so I imagine he's. There are 69 <laughs> whole cents. Now, a card I love, wow. because I when I got back into Magic, he was the cornerstone of my deck, but isn't good in Commander, but I've put him in here anyway, just because I want to hear him spoken about on an episode of a podcast. It's Blood Baron of Vizcopa. <laughs> he's cute, though. I want to justify him. So he's three oh, and an Orzov for a vampire, 4-4, four, four, with lifelink and yeah, protection from white and black, yeah, which is. is pretty relevant. Protection, I mean, Animar players will tell you just how good pro-white and pro-black is, where he's pro, yeah, pro-white and black. Um, So Blood Baron is a 4-4 four, four for five with lifelink. That's not that good. But as long as you have 30 or more life and an opponent has 10 or less life, he becomes a 10-10 <laughs> with flying. Well, I mean, if you insist. Are you suggesting, Sean, that maybe you get an opponent down to mm. 10 or less life and then just hold them there? <laughs> yes. 
he suffers the same problem uh, Anya the Merciless Angel yeah. <laughs> suffers, which is he only wins when yeah. you're already winning. <laughs> but and yeah, that's a weird Boros commander that. Anyway, yeah. don't go down that hole. I just like the Blood Baron, and he's for me one of the original Ors of Angels. I know there was one way back in the day, yeah. wasn't there? Um Selenia or whatever she's called. But since then there weren't many and the Blood Baron Yeah. No, I, I think know, he's great. He's yeah, I think he's, he's underrated. Good. I mean he's not an extraordinarily valuable card dollar pound wise, right? He was when he was in standard, but yeah. He was a fifteen dollar card back in the day. I just I just <laughs> like him. And I I feel if they revealed that Ixlon was actually on Ravnica and the Orzov were the ones leading the uh Inquisition, I would believe it. They feel very thematically similar. Obviously there's not the money drive of the vampires in Ixalon, but there's that whole barbaric kind of false religion thing going on mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. I just thought No, I think I think he's fit. a pretty good include in a life gain deck. I mean, you're you're going to meet that condition yeah. more frequently than you think. And um for what it's worth this well yeah, okay. Wow. So another really important card in the deck is the Defiant Blood Lord, which oh. is a seven mana vampire for four five flying. Whenever you gain life, target opponent <laughs> loses that <laughs> much sorry. life. I shouldn't laugh at that, but that's uh... so he is Sanguine Bond on a creature. I've not put Sanguine Bond or Exquisite Blood, despite them being on point in the deck. I just think it's a cheap combo. Yeah, I think Sanguine Bond plus Blood Artist is just so basic. It's like, that's not fun to win that way, you know? But at least this one's a vampire. Yeah, and he's seven mana, and you can kill him really easy because he's a vampire. Yeah, and it's a 4-5, so it's not going to die in combat too often, but it is still a creature, yeah. And a flyer. Wow. Creatures die in Commander way more than enchantments. It is way true. More. Well, these these two alone, these are great ways to finish off your opponents. What smooth there, Phil. Because I did put in a few finishes. So a card I've been playing with, which seems to generate a lot of salt <laughs> when I use it on someone. Uh, I think I've spoken about this briefly yeah. before on the show. Pick it up, Sean. I'm just going to read the card out, and I want you two to discuss how you would feel if you were killed with this card. So it's Hatred for three mana and two black. It's an instant. Pay X life. Target creature gains <laughs> plus X plus O into end of turn. I haven't seen this card in like 15 years or something. You, you, oh. you are so rude, Sean. rude rude is the exact (laughs) word I was thinking of if you've got a bunch of life (laughs) if you just attack with an innocuous 1-1 or something and your opponent lets it through and you're holding hatred and have the mana to cast it (laughs) so let me just say to your opponent let me get this clear no blocks no blocks 
They didn't want to block it because it was a death yeah. touch creature or something like that. The lifelink is incidental to their cons- their calculations. Exactly. Or whatever. They've just thought, oh, fine, you've attacked me with your burnished heart before tapping some mana and sacking it. I'll take the two damage. And you go, well, let's tap five mana and you're dead. <laughs> yeah, it that really is. so rude. silly. You don't want to play this, Sean. <laughs> well, now, I want you to imagine, like a majority of the creatures in my deck, you cast this onto a creature uh-huh. that has lifelink. That pay X life <laughs> becomes a lot less threatening then. <laughs> That's great. You can lower yourself to the point where it seems like you're 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 in danger of being killed as soon as the next person goes, but uh they yeah, they forgot that it's on a lifelink creature. Jesus. God, lifelink. That is just so God, that's so rude. That is just really <laughs> hatred's the right word, man. You see that well, maybe not hatred, just like a deep sigh of just like, are you for real? You know, like if you did that, I would just be so irritated. Last point on hatred. It's target creature, not target creature you control. So it doesn't even need to be a creature you're attacking with. (laughs) (laughs) That is doubly rude. I just... Somebody in your party is like, hey, let me just attack you with this one point creature. I just need to activate raid. I promise I won't do anything else. They make some political bargain. You're dead. And you're like, uh, <laughs> by the way, if you don't mind, wham. Wow. <laughs> it's got good flavor text too. I will flay the skin from your flesh and the flesh from your bones and then scrape your bones dry. You still will not have suffered enough. Wow. Good flavor text. That is yeah. that is hatred, man. That is... God, that's such a great old find, man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's just making me giggle. This is such a dumb card. People complain about life gain decks often don't have a way of killing. Hatred is a good way of killing. If it's in the deck, people have just got to be really afraid oh, of anyone any, attacking. Anybody who says that has not played a properly tuned lifelink deck. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah I realize we don't we don't talk about standard here very often, but uh, I was watching an Ixalan standard match where the one player had nine hundred and thirty two life, <laughs> and you would think, gosh, that's a lot. Except his opponent had like eight hundred life because they were both playing token decks with the arbiter that gives you one life whenever a token comes into play, and it had been cloned multiple times because of anointed procession. So they were just sitting there like, I play one creature, and it turns into 12 creatures, and I gain 100,000 life. Nice. And so I'm just looking at, God, one hatred in that deck would be so good. As long as someone (laughs) didn't say, I resolve Siege Rhino. Oh my god, that card killed standard for so long. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. But Man, this is great. This is a great find. I am I'm laughing. <laughs> but every time I've... Because uh, I've run Hatred before in... It's in my Ailey deck, in fact. And you get down to that 1v1 yeah. if you've got more than one... More creatures than your opponents can block. Just like, well, I'm, I'm going to attack you. <laughs> and they're like... Ugh. Now you have the card that considers itself the coolest card in all of magic in here don't you <laughs> hey i mean look at this card 
If I were a vampire, ancient yeah. vampire, right, I would sit on a vast stone throne, put on my Ray Bans, and <laughs> kick back. <laughs> Just like Vish Carl, the blood arbiter. He, if you don't know what we're talking about, listeners, he go Vish Carl, V I S H space K L. And that vampire is clearly wearing Ray-Ban shades. <laughs> it's no two ways. He looks like that thug life meme that people do. Just There is no doubt. And you can go up to DeviantArt and, and uh, find the artist's, <laughs> the artist's name. And, you know, at, at higher resolution, maybe it's just like deeply inset sunken eyes. Shadowed eyes. He's I'm wearing shades. <laughs> I mean, I mean I don't... The, with that pompadour and his shades, it's he looks like Kim, like <laughs> Kim Il Sung or something. It's just so. It, it definitely looks like the type of power portrait some dictator would have yeah. had drawn of himself. And those are those. What looks like an affectation <laughs> on his throne or whatever it is, those might be his wings. Yeah. I think they are his this wings. Guy. Oh yeah, this they absolutely ridiculous. are. Yeah, he's a ridiculous card as well. Shivam, read me Vishkal. Do you see how he danced to the Vampire Lords tune? Four? <laughs> yes. He costs a he uh, converted seven mana. Box, it starts working again. <laughs> Seriously. Four colorless, one white, and two blacks for a legendary creature vampire from the uh, first commander set. Flying lifelink 5-5, five, five, which is already pretty great. Except maybe not at seven, and you'd be like, why does it cost seven? Well, hypothetical person, let me tell you why he costs seven. Because his second line of text is, sacrifice a creature. Put X 1-1 counters on Vishkal, where X is the sacrifice creature's power. That by itself is absurd. But wait. But that's not more. all. His final, <laughs> oh my god, his final power. Remove all 1-1 one, one counters from him, and target creature gets neg-1, one, neg-1 one until the end of turn for each counter you removed. That is yeah. just absurd. Yeah, he's a commander unto his own right. I mean, this guy. He's my. This guy is. Sorry, carry on, Phil. Brutal. I've. I've I, I, I don't even he, put effort into it like you do, Sean. And I have used him to, you know, in, in Athreos, you just sacrifice a bunch of creatures and Vishkal. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> he's great in Athreos. Um, I perhaps should have put Athreos into this vampire deck, actually. Yeah. Oh, that would be fun. So, Vishkal is my backup win condition in my Ailey deck. It's just good gravy that he's a vampire yeah. and fits well into this deck as well. He's so hard to... If you attack or are attacked by Vishkal and some other creatures, oh, you've got a real choice to make about how you block. One. Because if you let Vishkal through, you might as well have not blocked the attack at all. Because your opponent could just go, well, I'm going to sack all the creatures that you blocked and put the counters before damage is dealt onto Vishkal. You take the damage anyway, and I gain it back through lifelink. He's a good answer to indestructible things. If you've got some way of stealing your opponent's creatures, like Captivating Vampire, for example, he's a good at sack outlet. It's a sack outlet for free. He can sacrifice himself to himself if your opponent gets really gnarly and tries to steal <laughs> yeah. it in an instruction or something. 
Oh, that's just sleazy. Oh, it is. It's really sleazy, Shivam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you. I mean, you've you've got to you've got to play against this. You've got to play against yeah, this. Is really good. And he's only been printed that once. His price is actually going up. I hadn't realized how expensive he is now. He's a $9 card practically. Oh, is he really? I've got like four of them. Yeah, his. well. I just picked him up for different decks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. You learned something new. I always presumed he was like, you know, a buck. Oh, for a long time he was. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then everybody realized how ridiculous his card yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's seven mana, so he's not cheap. Yeah, but, but we're playing commander. <laughs> seven mana is not really, it's not the end of the world. And if man. only there were a way in these two colors to get cards onto the battlefield <laughs> without paying for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you really quickly referencing hatred back again if you really want to upset your opponent tutor for hatred they, they love that um <laughs> that's not right that's just not right at all man so brilliant black tribal card that i expect is since the tribal commander deck cards came out is skyrocketing in price because it was already expensive is patriarch's bidding it's a black sorcery. It's three and two black. Each opponent chooses a creature type. Each player returns... So not each opponent. Each player chooses right. a creature type. Each player returns all creature cards of that type chosen from their graveyard to the battlefield. One of the great classic cards. It's not too shabby. <laughs> you have to be careful if you're playing against an opponent who's also playing tribal. How often would that happen? Yeah. Well, more lately. It does. But, you know, you can run bajuka bogs and things just to nuke one person's graveyard. But often you can resolve a Patriarch's bidding and just win. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a spell that if you use it uh, irresponsibly, you will get punished for it. But use it well and you will absolutely win. Yeah. Wow. So. Obviously, I've, yeah, I've put in some stuff like Blade of the Blood Chief and some sort of classic vampire tribal bits, uh, some board wipes. Uh, probably worth mentioning Blood Tributes. Great for vampires. Which I've not put on the show plan. Very yeah. briefly mentioned Blood Tribute, which is a vampire tribal essential. In fact, I would run it if your general is a vampire, even if you're not vampire tribal. It's four and two black. As a kicker, you can tap an untapped vampire you control for a sorcery. Target opponent loses half his or her life rounded up, and if it was kicked, you gain that life back. (laughs) (laughs) That. (laughs) I've got a couple of vampires in my deck. I reckon I'm going to kick that every time I cast it. Hey, you. Do you like your life total? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and it's astounding. I expected this one to bounce, and it didn't. It's a, it's two gumballs. It's forty five cents. Wow. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I don't understand magic finance. Not even slightly. I try. I did. I did. I didn't try and do finance. But I tried to get my head around trends and stuff, and like the people like Jason Alt, etc., that really do it. I hats off to them because. 
they can see things I can't see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it, I, I, I don't, I don't know either, but if you think about it for 10 us dollars, you can get 20 or 22 of these things. Uh, you know, we can, we can individually, many of us at least can put $10 aside or even five for 11 of them and just wait for this to double in price, triple in price. How many times, right? Does it have to increase in price before it's worth? I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of cards from C17 that are going to be worth hanging on to, like beyond just the obvious nefarious phasing. Uh, but this card, man, in this deck is absurd. Yeah. So the only card I ever called 100% correct and bought a load of, but ended up using, by load I don't mean hundreds, which is what a real finance person does, but I mean like 20 of, and ended up using most of them in decks, is a Dictate of Erebus. Because yeah. that was like a 25 cent card. And I was like, it's a arguably better functional reprint of Grave Pact, which is a $10 card. Come on, people. Yeah. This is only a win-win. <laughs> well, speaking of winning, if one wants to win against this deck, how does one do it? Other than board wiping, although we do have ways of doing it back, the best card to hose this deck dead is Erebos, God of the Dead. Ironically named. <laughs> it's like, well, no, these vampires are undead, and Erebos is like, no, you stay dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's a, one of the Theros gods who's indestructible, etc. But the key part on him is your opponents cannot gain life. <laughs> that does shut you down, Ouch. doesn't it? Yeah, and he's indestructible. And because I got greedy with my vampires and stuff, I'm not running the usual return to dusts, etc. Which I should. So my only way of getting rid of Erebos is uh, merciless eviction. <laughs> Or trying to goad an opponent into getting rid of him. <laughs> yeah, and word to the wise, if Sean is goading you to remove something that shuts his strategy down... <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> it, it's funny, I watched you do that to a table against me, and I was like, no one's going to buy this. And you got someone <laughs> to buy it. did. And I was like, you're sitting there looking. There's a look you have, Phil, right? <laughs> Which is, you look, you furrow your brow, chin down, eyes up, <laughs> raise one eyebrow slightly, as if to say, you've got to be flipping kidding me. <laughs> I can completely see Phil doing that too. The decision you are making not only is the wrong one, but Makes me think less of you as a human. <laughs> <laughs> and you were giving it hard. <laughs> oh, it's mm. it's true. I, I couldn't... I was watching it happen and I'm like, this is impossible. Do these people not see this? This is... <laughs> <laughs> I think I won that game. Yeah, you did. You've won that game. I was I got eliminated because I you the player to my left who shall remain nameless executed me, basically. And I was like, wait, why are you doing this? I cannot kill you. We together can work against Sean. And he was like, Yeah, eh, no, that's okay. Uh I d I don't trust you. We we could, or I could just kill you. <sighs> and then Sean he won was that I game. Using Lazav or you were using Lazav too. And I was <laughs> I was telling everybody, Shivam, I'm like, this is his signature deck. 
if <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I announced to the table, don't worry, mill decks can't win games of video. <laughs> yes, you did. You said that. And 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 I laughed because I thought at least somebody at that table had listened to the show. <laughs> a lot of them claim to have. They obviously well, didn't. They were all patrons of us. I were in. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Erebus is a problem. I like it when I'm using Ailey and people drop Erebus and go, "Ha, ah, you're screwed now." And I'm like, "No, I'm just going to exile it in about two seconds <laughs> yeah, as soon as I can." Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Erebus is your commander, you say. Okay, I'm going to have to exile him three times then. <laughs> Woot. Yep. Um, but this deck has a more of a problem with and it. And so this is sort of offensively shutting you down. What about defensively? So anything that stops your life total changing, so plan, Platinum, Imperion. Other life gain decks are a bit of an issue, actually, because... Uh, oh, sorry, other well-built life gain decks are a bit of an issue because... I'm not sure I win a race quickly enough. Oh, yeah. I would have to politic that table to say, hey, uh, what's he called? Aloro over there is going to become a real problem. All I've got is these rubbish little vampires. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as Gosh. as we've established, you are capable of doing that. Yeah, with the right people. Oh, Shivam, that's kills me it kills me it's, it's i can good. just see you just getting salty by the second man like i can watch like there's a sodium bar that just floats over phil's head and you can just see it start to glow i was it's, no joke saying he is manipulating you right now i said those words i just sat there and went you are well. being gaslit it was it was oh anyway all I've got is Lazav and a couple of swords out you know, and a mesmeric orb, you know. <laughs> the best thing is that that player, that player actually said, like two turns later, he, went, he, he actually, he did this. I swear, I swear this is how he went. Yeah, maybe I should have listened to you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, yes. And I believe I said, put the top 40 cards of your library into your graveyard, please. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 player's name might rhyme with uh, Briss Hacker, <laughs> would it not? <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what, though, Phil? For the rest of GP Vegas, Thacker kicked the sh- rubbish out of me. <laughs> Utterly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you had it coming, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he learned his lesson with that game. It's like, okay, yep can't trust sean it's not like he's played me online a bunch of times before yeah maybe it's different when i'm in the room my little puppy dog eyes <laughs> yeah, yeah people people look at you and see puppy dog eyes i see just black pits like shark's eyes <laughs> like a prawn's eyes black fists <laughs> punching into your soul <laughs> oh lord <laughs> All right. I do have nearly black eyes that that dark, but yes. <laughs> All right. They were blue until I made that a That is some garbage. It really is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean, are you going to build this in paper? Most of the vampires... most I already own all the expensive cards, and most of the vampires I don't own are super cheap, so I don't see why not. 
mo- most of them. It actually looks really, really fun. It does. It does, without it being completely oppressive like Haley. Like, you sit across from Karlov or Haley, and it's like, oh, God, this is going to be a terrible game. <laughs> Karlov, has, you have to kill Karlov quickly. Yes. Uh, Ailey, Ailey, I love because it's like Lazarus the deck. It, you get it down to like five life. Oh, I can kill that. What? Oh, it's back on like full working strength again. Yeah. Um, it's like the Terminator. It just keeps coming back. Yeah. And so Ailey's my most successful deck for wins, by the way, by a long way. Yeah. I I have no doubt about that. <laughs> ah ah. I remember calming everyone to death. I was playing against um, our friends, uh, the Green Brothers from the Brothers War podcast, which you should listen to, listeners. And uh, they thought they had me when I was with Ailey, but no, no. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Suck on my karma. Yeah, I do wish I had managed to make it down to Texas for that, but maybe someday. Maybe someday we'll, we'll have an opportunity to be in Texas together, Sean. Who knows? Uh, yeah, well, we could go see the home of the Stukenborg. Yeah, and Shivam will already be yeah. there since he knows everybody. It's crazy. We'll, like, go someplace, and Shivam will already be there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, listeners, we have this deck up on our deck stats site. We'll provide the link in the show notes. You can always look up uh, the user is Commander in MTG, and just look for Vona as well when you search for it, and there will only be one hit in that, and it's Sean's deck. It's interesting, Sean. I was I, I was curious because I, I was like, all right, it's an Orzov card. It's an Orzov deck. It's using a, a very recently printed Commander. There will be many recently printed vampires in here as well as a few hitters, heavy hitters. But without looking, if you haven't already... Do you know how much this deck costs? Now it's got some dual lands and stuff. It, in it. I dual land and it does, and 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 it's got the off color fetch in yeah. it. Yeah. So I would guess that pushes it into the four hundred dollarish yeah. mark. Yeah, that's a good guess. Shivam, do you have a guess? I already know, so I can't guess. Yeah, I would say about four or five hundred dollars. Yeah. Dexstat says it's $637.62. <laughs> so, listeners, you might... <laughs> okay. You might... So, so I see we we're going for the budget. Oh, yeah. I'm looking to see what made it that much. Oh, it's... Um, well, you see, oh, it's got the four Sorins in it. They're probably $40. It's the Nirkana Revenant, the Bloodgast, Bloodline Keeper, Vishkal. Those are super expensive. The Tutors, Vampiric Tutor and Demonic Tutor, Sean... <laughs> Oh, well, there you go. Patriarch's bidding on Damnation, Soren Markov, Urza's Incubator, Chromatic Lantern. Is the Incubator expensive again? Incubator, yeah, we talked about this the last time. It's a 17 or $18 card. Oh, wow, I've got like four or five of them. Yeah, yeah I have like none of them, oh. except for the one that came in the precon. I'll, we'll draw you a proxy, yeah. Shivam. You're too I've kind. Got, I've got some that speak <laughs> Japanese. And then, of course... Yeah, it turns out vampires are like dragons that... And angels, some of them are really expensive. Yeah, some of them are really expensive. And then, of course, you have the mana base, which, you know, most users can take or leave, so. Yeah, you can. You don't need a Scrubland. Although Scrubland is the one of the cheaper jewels, OG jewels, it's still, you know, $60. Yeah. I mean... It, I have a very nice signed Scrubland. You do have the uh, black guy as Cradle in here, so... Uh, 
I do have a Kabalkov as yeah. well. What's the artist on Scrubland? Is it um Isn't that Myers? just um Yeah, I thought it was uh, Jesper, wasn't it? Maybe. Jesper Mirfors. Yeah, so I have, I'll tell you a quick, very quick story of an embarrassing way from... Uh, and then we got to wrap it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah from uh, GP Vegas, right? So I'm up in Artist's Alley, and uh, I want to get my Scrubland signed. So I go up to the artist, right? And there's a quiet, <laughs> unassuming artist sitting there. No queue or anything. Oh, all right, cool. And, you know, big sign. Yes, but mere fours. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I put my Scrubland down. I'm always very polite with artists, you know, because they... They don't get paid a lot for the awesome job they do. So, do you mind scrubbing, assigning my scrubland, please? And the guy looks up at me and goes, "Yeah, that's uh, that's not me. You want Jesper?" And Ooh. big. <sighs> and now I look a bit closer, right? And it was Ken Myers Jr. who I'd pushed the oh. pushed the scrubland in front of. And he pointed oh. just to his left, and just, I mean, I mean, half a meter from him was Jesper Mirfor's booth, which had invaded Ken My Jr.'s booth oh. with all the vast signs with a huge queue. Oh no. The thought flashed through my head do I quickly rifle through my deck to find uh, uh, a Ken Myers Jr. card for him to sign, or does that just horrifically add to the imbalance? I went, No, you just slink. Away yeah. quietly. I, I, well, I said look back. <laughs> that happening a lot, huh? And he went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But seriously, he had no. He had a tiny little like index card with his name written on it. And unless you spotted his art from the playmats behind him, Jesper's like partition had just invaded Junior's <laughs> oh, space. And for those of you wondering, like, Ken Myers did uh, cards like Curd Ape. Dark Ritual? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so many classics. But the poor bloke was just like, you want, you want next door. <laughs> I felt oh, like that is the worst feeling. Oh, he, he did the Ernie Jin. He did. Yep, and the Guardian Beast. so many classic cards. He did a really cool playmat for Kevin Smith fans with... Uh, Jace the Mind Sculptor um, art, but instead of Jace, it was Jay of Jay and Silent Bob <laughs> fan fame. And the blue swirl between the hands in the uh, Mind Sculptor art was um, lots of Silent Bob faces in like blue yeah. magical light. Beautiful. Yeah, it was very really cool. <laughs> I couldn't buy one because being English, being embarrassed, I can never look at anything he's ever done again without <laughs> yeah. feeling a. The immense shame. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. I, I sw- yeah, there you go. Anyway, I thought you'd like that <laughs> That's a hell of a note to end on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> listeners, thank you for hanging out with us. We very rarely have a, a show where it's just the three co-hosts, and it's always awesome. Like, I love it when, when it's just the three of us because we get to chat and let our hair down, as it were. Although our guests are fantastic, and you'll be hearing more from our guests soon. Hmm. Hmm. So once again, listeners, you folks rock. The the people we are incredibly indebted to are our patrons. If you go to Commander and MT, if you go to patreon.com slash Commander and MTG, you can donate to us. And please, your support really matters to us, and we really hope to see a bunch of you folks joining us 
this week. <laughs> Sorry, I just read ahead. Uh, so, so ordinarily we would have one of us take us out, but this week we're having Vona take us out. Is that correct? Yes. See. Si. <laughs> oh God. Si. Oh God. How wondering. Super sweet. Totally awesome. Yes, <laughs> 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 mash. Um, to all people of any Spanish-speaking country or Spanish heritage, <laughs> I apologize. Uh, you know what? We'll cut everything out except that, and that'll be our post-roll. Like, after the music, <laughs> we'll just have Sean apologizing. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> all right. Go, Mandarin! Mandarin.